Hi, this is Geeta Nandikochkul, Managing Editor for Asia and Middle East with Information Security Media Group. I caught up with Troy Leach, Chief Technology Officer with PCI Security Standards Council, to discuss the paradigm shift taking place in the payments industry in South Africa and how innovation is changing payment security in the region. Troy discusses how innovation is helping organizations to improve the user experience while keeping the security high. Thanks, Troy, for joining the conversation. Hi, Geeta. Thank you for having me. Troy, what I see is a new wave of mobile payment tech is creating a cashless drive in South Africa, and many players are offering next-generation payment technologies. How do you see the PCS standards being relevant to this change, and where are the innovations happening? I think for us at the PCI Council, if you look at the portfolio of standards we've created over the last 10 years, and especially the increase in standards in the last three to four years, a lot of that focus has been on specific payment technology and being able to provide a channel for third parties to create secure mechanisms to accept payments, whether that's on a mobile device or within the cloud, e-commerce transactions and elsewhere. So I think when we look back over the history of the PCI Council now in our 12th year and realize that information was being passed in a very simplistic way back in 2006. It was actually before smartphones were even introduced to the market. Then we were looking at a way that we could try to blanket all the different types of scenarios where payments were being accepted by some simplistic ways in that data security standard. Since that time, and what we talked about here at our Middle East and African Forum, is that shift in approach to security has changed, that we're looking at account data very differently. We've introduced a lot of more dynamic controls and and dynamic data into the environment to minimize the risk and minimize the potential for future fraud. And it's being able to adopt these two technologies, implement new approaches, but at the same time, continuing to do the basic security controls effectively and properly and, and teaching the entire community what those are. Okay. I've been hearing about you stating that payment standards have transitioned over time from physical to logical security, network encryption to data level encryption, passwords to multi-factor authentication. So against this backdrop, how relevant are these in the new age payment regime? If you look at our payment ecosystem from 80s and 90s and 2000s, you see that the security associated with that has really transitioned at almost a laggard pace and always trying to catch up. So in the the 80s, we were still doing imprint cards and a focus on paper receipts and removing leftover uh, receipts and avoid dumpster diving and those types of attacks. We moved into much more diverse type of attacks where now we are are looking at uh, mobile phones that have screen scrapers and all these third parties that are possibly accessing this information at the same time. So as these technologies start to advance, we always know that the criminals are taking the best strengths of our our technology and their capabilities and then trying to apply it against the weakest part of our technology and the weakest part of how we implement. So we do see a shift in what we're trying to accomplish at the PCI Council by taking the elements such as the data itself and try to devalue it and eliminate incentive for criminals to steal it. And then what is left is typically the technology to create that 
devaluation. And we do that by implementing standards such as tokenization, and we have a token service provider standard. We do that through point-to-point encryption and, and starting to have encryption throughout the life cycle of a transaction. And all these new technologies start to shift how we take and approach this breadth of security we tried to apply previously to a very large environment, say a retail environment. Okay. So now that you spoke about tokenization, I think organizations have been using this, right, to protecting their data. Then what are the improvements made in the payment security and what is the paradigm shift that you spoke about that you witnessed in its adoption with organizations? I'll give you an example of the paradigm shift for us is in the standard we've just released last month for software pin entry on COTS devices. There's several new things that are introduced with this standard. First, this is first time recognizing an ability to enter the PIN number in software and use software encryption to protect that particular information. Not only enter software PIN entry, but also the environment is inherently a a general consumer off-the-shelf device is not going to be as secure or have the ability to be secured like a traditional PIN entry device. So what we've done is we've said maybe there's different ways that we can protect the assets as well as protect the transaction by saying in this particular case, if we can isolate that pin entry so that it cannot be correlated to the account number and separate that into a a separate piece of hardware with pin capabilities, then we're going to actually accept a new approach to that form of card verification method and still be able to move forward with innovation, but do so with a security design that is capable of a long-term existence in the marketplace. So does that mean the dependence on old technologies would be hampering or you know helping them to adapt? Is there any architectural level changes that they need to bring in? Well, I'll give you two technologies that we're really focused in right now. Is As we design new security, we want it to be thoughtful for how can we simplify payment processing of that. And this applies to Internet of Things. It applies to cloud-based technologies, anywhere where we're starting to introduce new forms of payment. The same old principle of trying to isolate sensitive information, segment that from the rest of the 20 million lines of code is just good sound security practice. So one thing that we're always focused is as new technology evolves, can we use trusted and proven methods of isolating sensitive information along the the pathway where it has to traverse for for commerce. The second is these dependencies on old technology. A great example where we leap forward with innovation and we say, well, I hope this works, so we're going to invest in this new technology. And if we're successful, then we'll bolt security on afterwards. And that really is the wrong mindset. We have to be proactive in introducing security principles throughout that design. The case in point with SSL, the secure socket layer, that's a technology, a protocol that's been in existence for 22 years. And we've been trying to have organizations migrate away from that for quite some time. In our uh, data security standard, we now have a new requirement uh, as of June 30th that the SSL protocol cannot be used for a security mechanism. And what we're trying to do is encourage new innovation to not take one foot forward in what they're trying to invest for accepting payments, but try to leap forward both feet using the most advanced 
technologies for security, whether that's proactive runtime execution of software security, whether that's doing more machine learning and behavioral analytics, but trying to take advantage of all this innovation for security at the same time they're doing it for payment acceptance. So that provokes me to ask when you mentioned about machine learning and advanced technology. So how do you, how is this artificial intelligence and machine learning methods helping in security payment transactions? Well, I think there's a lot to be determined with machine learning and artificial intelligence. I do say that there's opportunity that looks promising If we look at what computers and technology do well is is they do things much faster than than humans. What humans do much better is we are good at context and rationalizing and being able to adapt to new things and be creative thinkers. So I do think that artificial intelligence and machine learning might have a bigger play in taking away some of the human elements in the future for security, but uh, that's a lot to be determined. But I I do see promise in, in that particular technology. Okay, now that uh, most of the organizations are going in migrating to cloud and majority of them have put their critical applications on cloud. So do you see uh, the software as a service payments technology becoming ubiquitous in this region and other regions as well? Well, I know there's a lot of advantages to migrating to the cloud and we do see that organizations see cost benefit of working with uh, service providers that offer these type of software as a service and and through the cloud. At the PCI Council, we're in the process of publishing uh, new guidance actually on cloud computing. And we focus on some of these new technologies uh, such as containers. And, and how that is different from the existing uh, virtual machines that have been used in cloud computing for some time. Fog computing, which is relevant for some of the data analytics that come with IoT and has relevancy for payment trends as well. So I do see that there is incentive for organizations to uh, start to evaluate the cloud. Again, it always comes down to, can we make this safe for consumers? Can can merchants create the integrity and trust in those type of trends? transactions that we've come to know in other types of of payment vehicles. When is it going to be out? Well, at the PCI Council, our our role is to try to be as proactive in educating on the technology and relevant risk, and then also some suggestions on how to secure that type of technology. And we will be having some new guidance on that particular subject, looking at probably early April. Okay. So one more perspective I would like to understand from you. Some critics in the retail payment industry in that region believe that the ubiquity and complexity of payments technology becomes ever greater. PCI DSS compliance is becoming a bigger issue as it is a major time and resource cost to retailers, especially in the high-risk payments environment. So how do you think one can establish the compliance standards with these Well, complexity is always the enemy of security. And people are right to say that if they're trying to add a lot of complexity to to their environment and using legacy mechanisms of trying to secure that, it's going to be more burdensome. It's going to be more more costly. That's why in the PCI Council, we're focused on a, a couple of things to eliminate that complexity. So it actually is not a significant effort for merchants, retailers specifically. Those things include point-to-point encryption. So if retailers are able to encrypt the account information that 
as soon as it's entered in their stores, then the systems that carry the encrypted data are, are not part of the compliance effort. We look at other ways that we introduce uh, tokenization and other elements into the process, processing itself, so that, again, there's not risk if there is, is a compromise. At the same time, it's a good reminder that regardless of the payment information or other type of information that a retailer or other merchant has to protect, isolating that so that you can focus on the more important assets, you know, the, the primary servers that are running these payment information rather than focusing on, on a much broader scope of assets is always going to help simplify a compliance assessment against PCI or any other type of assessment that they're doing. Sometimes I think PCI DSS is the one that is called out because we have very specific requirements, but these are all good security practices that are found in, in any of the general national standards or uh, global standards for information security. And I'd encourage people to rethink rather than trying to apply 200 requirements to thousands of devices, focus on can I take those thousand devices and streamline the and isolate the payment information into a few dozen devices in, in focus. Okay. The, what do you think are the best security lessons for the organizations in South Africa from other geographies in securing their payment well, transactions? What I've heard from, from some of the local forensic investigators and some of the local banks and others in this region, what's old and in other regions is, is new here. And, and that starts with e-commerce. So we do see globally fraud continuing to rise and in the e-commerce space, that is more true here in uh, South Africa. If we look at the Poneman Institute research and study published last year, they point to South Africa, India, and Brazil being the three countries most likely to have a breach of more than 10,000 records. So we know that there is um, opportunity here for people to be doing more to protect any type of, of sense of information, and especially around payments. Okay. Thank you very much, Troy, for sharing your thoughts on the ways to adopt new technology and standards in making that paradigm shift for a secure payment transaction. Thank you, Geeta. Thank you. This is Geeta Nandikotkur from ISNG.